What up, Eagle Talk fam? It's Rosemary. And your boy, Corey Lewis. Not too long ago, we left everything familiar in our hometown of Chicago and relocated to Dallas. Since then, we've grown a seven-figure real estate business. And more importantly, a life that we absolutely love. Like many of you, we have been on the lonely side of building a business. And we know exactly how whack that can be. We also know success leaves clues, and that is why we created this space just for you. You don't have to go on this entrepreneurial journey alone. We got you. Let's Eagle Top. What up, Eagle Talk fam? What's up, guys? We got a friend to the room who's going to share her doing it scared story. Yes. Okay. We are so excited to have our girl Tish. What's what up, up, girl? Tish? Hey. <laughs> okay. So Tish is, um, if you are looking on YouTube, you see Tish and you may have recognized her from our Instagram because Tish is like extraordinaire. She's going to tell you everything that she does. But I get so many people that talk to me about that one time I was talking about you on my story. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? About the jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About the jacket. Okay. So y'all look, Tish then went out to the where you go? To Mexico, to Tijuana to be exact. She went to Tijuana and got bodied up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she came over my house <laughs> <laughs> to do IV, to do Corey's IV a couple of weeks or months after, you know, she came back all, you know, she was fine already, but came back a little bodied up. I said, Oh, you got me messed up. <laughs> like, when you come over my house. You come with a sweater. <laughs> and I have had a sweater most times. A coat. A sport <laughs> yes, coat. Yes, yes, yes. Look, look, you better play with me. But no, seriously, mm-hmm. Tish is really good people. Um, and we just want to share her story because Tish has one of those stories that when she tell you about her life, your mouth be open like, <laughs> what, 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 what? What all didn't happen? So just uh-huh. first of all, introduce yourself. I'm going to just let you uh-huh. take it away. I am Tish Smith. I am the owner of Vanity Wellness and Body. I have been a nurse for 17 years. I am a Dallas native. I know my two friends here are implants but mm-hmm. we welcome you here with open arms mm-hmm. to the dfw metroplex um i don't know what else would you like to Girl, know what else would we like to know well let me you? let me start because mine is a little different so i met tish doing COVID. you did okay. mm-hmm. yeah and she uh started coming over doing the myers cocktail uh-huh. and then i started adding a couple of little things uh-huh. <laughs> and switching some stuff around so i just started posting her and then a lot of my friends started using Tish. Uh-huh. Then I think you got COVID. Yeah, so I was like, you know me, like I'm like I'm not sitting a chiropractor. I'm not getting these <laughs> put in my arm. Like I'm I'm looking like with the, with the side eye, everybody. But then when I got COVID, Tish came right over and and, and, uh-huh. and brought me mm-hmm. back to life. Yes, so, yeah. so that is how we met Tish, right? And of mm-hmm. course, you know, someone's in your home, you hanging out with them, um, you start to get to know about them. And Tish is an all around businesswoman. She's standing all delicate, like I, you know, I've been a nurse, <laughs> and, you know, I've been, but no, she mm-hmm. is a for real businesswoman but your path to entrepreneurship to mm-hmm. doing what you do mm-hmm. now um you you didn't grow did you grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth no i did not not at all no not at all at all i am i i tell people all the time i'm i'm just your run to me project baby i just made some different choices than everybody else um as a matter of fact um i often it used to be something I used to be ashamed about, but now it's actually kind of, it's a part of me. Like it's yeah. having my daughters, like 
you may not be able to tell, but I'm 37 years young. <laughs> um, but my oldest daughter is 23. So you do the math and you are completely and totally correct about <laughs> when I had my daughter. So I actually had two when I graduated high school. But that was kind of my motivating factor. And I am, I know most of you watching this have to be believers, but I believe that God sent me my daughter when he did even all my girls to save my life and to change who I was because I've not always been this put together. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now, um, how many kids you got now, Tish? I have four daughters. Okay. Four daughters, and then I have four bonus children. So I have a total of eight, and I have a grandbaby, and he is my pride and joy. He's three years old. That's my. That's duties. So you have. So you, so you have the children. So let's let's back up because you were emancipated at yes at uh, fifteen. So I've been on my own since I was fifteen. Okay. So how did that come about? Like you got to give us the history. So basically, it was just kind of like. I didn't want to do what my family was doing. Like, I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school. I'm the first one to get a college degree. I did not want my life to be as theirs was. And the advice that, they, that I was being given at the time, they were given the advice that they felt like was the best thing. But for me in my life, it just truly wasn't. I mean, I was told, oh, you already have kids. You need to drop out of high school. No, it's important that my kids see me do this. You just need to get your GED and go on. No, that's what you chose to do. That's not that's that's not mm-hmm. my ministry. That's not what I want to do. Right. So I continue to go to school and things like that. And just as I continue to grow and change and evolve, family didn't. And family is who family is. I mean, they don't mean any harm, but it just is what it is. So because I chose to make different decisions, it was like, okay, this is not going to work. So we're constantly clashing and, and things like that. And I was sent to move to Memphis. That didn't work out. That's a story for another time that didn't work out. So I came back here to Texas and it was just kind of like, I can't, I can't raise my baby in this environment. So I, at that time I became a homeless teenager. So now I'm starting, I go and I live at Promise House. Um, and if Brenda Malone ever sees this, that was my social worker. I still love you so much. Thank you for everything. <laughs> uh, so I went and I stayed at Wesley Inn, um, got help with, with getting my first apartment and getting child care assistance. So I could continue to go to high school because at this time I'm still in high school. Wow. So I had, yeah, I had my first daughter from the summer of eighth grade going to ninth grade. Wow. So, yeah. So if you think about it, so, so if you think about your baby. Yeah. Think about him with a baby. Yeah. Right yeah, now. At you. his age. That like was me. Brenda's got a baby. Yeah. Like Brenda actually had a brain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is interesting though, because these are these are a lot of some stories that people don't generally get a chance yeah. to hear. Mm-hmm. Our audience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um your story is totally different than mine, but I'm kind of like the outlaw of my family. So mm-hmm. Like I went astray mm-hmm. from what everybody else was doing. Everybody mm-hmm. was working for the family. Mm-hmm. And I was the first one to quit. Um but some kind of way, I knew that I was going to land on my feet. Mm-hmm. And what did that look like for you, especially oh, being with a I child or two? I didn't think I would. It was, it was a little rocky there for a minute. Like, especially, honestly, what I'm going to tell you when my breaking point was, when it was kind of like my aha moment. It wasn't my first baby. Mm. It wasn't the second one. Mm. It was, I I was pregnant with my third baby. I was 19 and I was so depressed. Okay. Actually, I was 18 turning getting ready to turn 19 I was so depressed so I was like I was a CNA at the time and I was like there's no way I can support these three kids on this salary I have to do something different so my grandma had been a housekeeper my mom was a CNA forever and ever amen I was a CNA and I was just like I have to do something different so I started kind of literally just researching just kind of looking at stuff and I found uh, at the time it was called North Texas Professional Career Institute 
I'm pregnant with my baby. I, they tell me, oh, well, you just have to come and take the nurse interest test. If you pass the test, you can start school. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's do that. So I go down. I take the nurse entrance test. I go home and I go in labor. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get home from the hospital, I get I have my acceptance letter in the mail. And so now I'm starting to try to get things in order for me to get ready to go to nursing school. And at the time, me and my kids dad were living together. And then the next day he decides he's going to go to Job Corps. So now I have three kids, a newborn, which is one of my three kids, no child care. And I wake up the morning to take him to Job Corps. And my car's repossessed. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, so God literally had his hands all in that, but it eventually worked out. I mean, when I I met some amazing girls that I'm still close with now, uh, like their mom helped me with keeping my kids and things like that. So I could get back and forth. I remember one of them, I bought this car that was so raggedy. It was a Corsica. I don't even know if they still make those cars, but I they bought that car. Chevy Corsica. Yeah, I bought that car and it was so raggedy. It took a cord. You had to hook it up to start it and unhook it to turn it off. Yeah. I would go to clinical some days and I'd be like, listen, somebody going to have to take me home or give me some gas money because I ain't got it. So, I mean, it is the nursing school was one of the most humbling experiences of my life. And for my and my kids, they had to go through the whole thing with me. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm like, you just said so much. And we've, we've heard the story a, a few times, but it's it's always interesting when you tell it again, because uh-huh. there's certain pieces that you don't really think about that uh-huh. you had to go through. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so here's my question, and, and this is even going back to, you know, you are 14 with your first baby, mm-hmm. 16 with the second one, mm-hmm. 16 with the second one. Um, and, you know, your family, like you say, we they give you, they're giving you the advice that they have based on their experience. I say, like, don't even try, right? right. Yes. What did it look like to just make? Because I think a lot of times we can look at what you are doing and, and what position you have now. But to me, it started with that first decision that, yes, this is the bed that I've made for myself, but I just don't have to lie down. Yes. You know? So what, um, what, did, what was that like for you being a young person? A young kid. Well, I've always been really hard headed, and then it was a lot of so many people, um, so many people crumble under negative criticism and things like that. And I'm not one of those people. I, I kind of flourish because it's like I'm gonna prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. You just you. I'm glad you feel that way. Now I'm gonna embarrass you because you're wrong. So I can't tell you how many. There's even family members now that I literally recently. I only just started talking to maybe a year or two ago because they were like, oh, she ain't gonna do nothing but make a whole bunch of babies. She ain't gonna do nothing. They were right. I made a lot of kids, but I did other things too. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just kind of like when they said that was kind of like the fuel that was added to the fire when people would say negative things or, you know, you get the looks and things like that or people, you know, at school or teachers or whatever saying ugly things and things like that. Then it was just kind of like, I'm a, I'm I'm show you something. Yeah. Just give me give me a minute. I'm show you something. So okay, so I'm, I want to turn the corner here mm-hmm. because there's, there's that's a, a huge part of your story. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, entrepreneurship came into yes. play. Yeah, I so I was in Tisha's office getting an IV probably about a year ago now, and I had never been because Tish would always come to us. Right, she'd always come <laughs> yeah. to us. And when I got there, when I went to her office, I was like, I would never go to nobody. <laughs> well, yeah, because the office was mm-hmm. nice, right? Uh-huh. But you, y'all, you were in the the office with the two uh-huh. girls. You didn't even know I was there. Uh-uh, not yet. And she had like nine certifications on the wall, and I was like, mm-hmm. "When?" First of all, 
how do you even know how to do all of this stuff? <laughs> Second of all, when did you have time to go to school mm-hmm. to get certified? But I was thinking in my mind that at some point, you did, we just talked about this in the previous episode, you decided to bet on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you just said, hey, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get educated along the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to build a business in, the, in, in my brand, which mm-hmm. is Vanity Wellness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So for me, that looked like because I was doing so many other things and I, and I just got tired of working for other people. I'm working two and three jobs, trying to just make ends meet and give my kids a better life and things like that. So as I'm working a night shift and I'm working hospice in the daytime, if I have to, like, I think that that day that we um, that, that you were talking about, come back to my house with a jacket on. Remember, I had flew to Detroit for training and literally yeah. had flew back that same yeah. day. So that's so you, you gotta you gotta make time you you have to bet on yourself so i am not opposed to flying out somewhere getting some training and flying right on back home same day that's kind of how i do but um i actually got introduced to entrepreneurship kind of haphazardly so there was another nurse friend of mine she knew someone that needed help with setting up their hospice they had tried to get it uh, up and running before they couldn't get it licensed so she said i know a really really good nurse and she can help you with that mm-hmm. so when she introduced me to her, me and her worked together. We went through the CHAP survey. We got it licensed and everything like that. And we were we were running the hospice. But that's not where my my nursing love is not yeah. end of life. Time. That's mm-hmm. just not, that's just not, you know, I can do it. I'm good at it. I'm passionate about it. But I I'm, I have compassion for it. But that's not my passion. That's your yeah. zone of excellence, yes. not your zone of genius. Yes. Yeah. So um, as I'm doing that, then I started kind of, then I started messing with things like, doing eyelashes and eyebrows but that again that's not my ministry because I don't like tedious tasks so I started talking to my friend Yolanda and we were talking about me going to Dominican Republic to have surgery she put me in this Dominican Republic group on Facebook and I'm in here and I'm looking I'm seeing all this horrible medical advice so then I start kind of chiming in like no please don't do that do not put ointments on um, surgical sites don't do this don't do that or that's not infected that's just maturation or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so one girl from Austin, she messages me and says, hey, I came back from DR. I have my drains still in. Can you take my drains out? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, come over to, the, you're going to have to come to Dallas and I'll take them out. She comes to my house and I take her drains out in the bathtub. Damn. Within two weeks, there's 10 other girls in my inbox asking me, hey, can you take these drains out? Oh, you in business. And, yeah. So that was three years before I even started my business. So as I continued doing that, then IV hydration became something that was popular and started being kind of. And I started seeing all of these different mobile IV hydration places pop up. And at this time, I'm working at Baylor. And one of the attendants, attendees, attending physicians, he comes to me. And he's like, hey, Tish, we need to start this kind of business. And I'm like, that really doesn't exist. Or else, how, where would we even start? And he was just like, well, him and his wife had gotten it when they went to Vegas. So he was like, you know, I'm going to have him to come over this weekend. You're going to come over. So as he's getting his IV, he's grilling this poor nurse i feel so bad for her and every time he she answers him he's like (laughs) so i'm just like okay okay so we end up uh i go and i start we're actually working for a company just to kind of see you know the logistics and kind of how things are going on that's probably about when we met that is when we met and i was just like oh no i can offer a way better service than this because this is not this is not a customizable service this was a one a one size fits all and none of us are one size fits all so in that now I have IV hydration, I have post op, I have post op care, and vanity wellness is born. Okay, so let me ask yourself this question: The IV hydration was that popular prior to COVID? No. 
Okay. It was only popular in like Vegas for like hangovers and things like that. But as we come to find out, just even me working in a COVID unit for two years, um, we would give people, people that would come in that we would actually admit, because we didn't admit everybody with COVID. If we admitted you to the floor for COVID, all we did was gave you IV hydration with high dose of vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D. Right. Okay. So you're like, this is actually, I mean, these are just yeah, vitamins that we This is stuff that I can, right. I can do this for people at home. Like, they don't even have to come in, which is, I still do. Like, yeah. you know. So this is actually pretty fascinating to me because it's been plenty of times. I remember a couple of weeks ago, she was in her office. I was walking out of mine. You were giving me an IV, mm-hmm. and I walked down the hall. Uh huh. And you filmed me uh-huh. going to her office, but mm-hmm. I had the bag and uh-huh. the no ball, yeah. And I had like seven people hit me like, you all right, bro? You <laughs> sick? You, because people don't, still don't know they what IV hydra- hydration know. is. Right. It, it is. So can you, it was, so, yeah. I can only speak on the Myers cocktail, but yeah. I don't know what's best. There what's are worse. like 30 different drips and all drips are customizable. Like even for me, I have kind of like my popular 15 that I do. So we, of course we do the Myers cocktail, but what you get is more of like a super Myers because I put some extra things in there because Corey is so special. He's like the male face for my IV hydration. He's like, <laughs> well, he, 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 he is. Um, so then I have a libido boost. I have something for migraines. I have, of course, I have a hangover. I have a rapid recovery. I have um, an allergy drip. Um, I can't remember. I can bring your, bring your blood pressure down. I have one that is for beauty and glow. Um, and I like, have who, a, like, if you're not having these conversations, I've grilled you a couple of uh-huh. years straight now mm-hmm. to even know that this stuff exists. Uh-huh. But the average person just does they not don't, know. They don't. And no matter. And but and I mean, honestly, to really be honest, the sad thing is if you're not being funny or entertaining, most people don't even listen. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, so I've true. said it so many times and I yeah. tell people that all the time. But if they're if you're if I'm not being funny or i'm not right. being if you're not dancing or if you're yeah. not juking like get your iv yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. don't they people don't listen yeah. they, they, they it's a good way. Don't. I, I never thought about it that way mm-hmm. like you can say it until you're blue in the face but until you put some music and a beat to it mm-hmm. or it's something where i can make them laugh or something then they remember so, so let let's like I, I i love how we have just talked about from being a teenage mom to you know your family was just giving you the best advice for what they had to now you have to work for somebody else in accidental entrepreneurship. Yes. <laughs> so like now, what does that look like? Right. Like, do you ever look back on your life and you're just like, okay, God, what? Like, and, and where I am I going? Definitely do. I look at it all the time. And cause if you had a told me five years ago, Oh, Tish, you're going to be an entrepreneur. I would told you, no, I'm not. I'm actually going to be an OBGN and I'm going to deliver babies. And I'm not doing that. Like I had, I did not have an entrepreneurial spirit at all. I should have, I actually should have known that I probably did because I had seven jobs in one year because I will quit on you in a minute. (laughs) So vanity is literally next year, February, vanity will actually be the longest I've stayed at any job, any place. How long is that? Three years. That's (laughs) it. That's it. It it just so happened you own it. So Exactly. So, you know, I can't just be like, I quit. I mean, I quit sometimes, but I just come back the next day and, you know, we we start over. But um, entrepreneurship, like for me now, Vanity looks like I want her to franchise. And not only do I want to just be in beauty, health, and wellness, but I want to get into real estate. I want to be in trucking. I actually want to open a not-for-profit for pregnant parents and teenagers. It looks very vast. I mean, it's scary because, and I never heard of doing it scared until I met you guys. But yeah, every time I think about it, it's kind of like a, what would Rosemary do type of thing? So (laughs) let let, let me me ask you a question because I know you. Mm -hmm. 
it's been plenty of times that we've been sitting in my house at the kitchen table, uh-huh. and you will bounce <laughs> nine ideas. You, I remember you wanted to go to the military. I'm like, Tish, you ain't got no time <laughs> to go to the military. Then it was trucking. Everything uh-huh. you just named, uh-huh. right? But for somebody like you, mm-hmm. what do you have a passion for? I have a passion for helping people. Okay. In whatever capacity that is. I love to touch people. Okay. Like, I just love to touch them. And then my, my, so my passion is helping people. My purpose, I feel like, is going to be to train up a lot of teenage girls that may not have the tenacity or the resiliency that I had because the world is not set up for you to make it mm. as a teenage parent. It is set up for you to be welfare dependent for the rest of your life. That's mm-hmm. just kind of, that's just how it's set up. Yeah. yeah. And for my vision, I want them to know, and I want them to be able to speak to someone and see someone and says, Oh, well, if she did it, I can too. I want to be able to the, 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 the same love and light that came to me. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pour that into other people because I feel like that's my ministry. That's, kind of a, what I feel like God has the assignment on my life to do mm. because I can speak to them directly from being in their shoes. There's not a lot of people that can, you know, people that haven't had kids as teenagers and I ain't talking about 16, 17, 18. Yeah. You're a teenager, but when you're 13 and you're having a baby, yeah, yeah. that's a completely different, <laughs> a different ball that, yeah. that's a completely different. And then to turn around and then you're an emancipated minor by the time you're 15 years old and I, like I said, I was just talking to somebody today and I was telling them we were reflecting on how long I've been a nurse. I was like, I've been a nurse since I was 19 years old. I've been a nurse since before I could buy liquor. Mm. I could give narcotics, but I couldn't buy liquor. I mean, but you know. So. Hilarious. So, so Tish, <laughs> let me ask you this. Because you, I'm going to even back up because um, I know that a lot of our audience, I love who you have a heart to serve. But a lot of the people that watch Eagle Talk, what if they have that teenager that they're like, she, I'm as your mama was thought mm-hmm. she buck wow you know my yeah so, mm-hmm. so what would you say to them um on how they can love that child well because you're a great example mm-hmm. that because of the decisions they're making today that doesn't necessarily mean this is their only destiny mm-hmm. how would you tell a like what what advice would you give a parent who is just really struggling with some of the decisions that their child is making you're gonna have to pray for them and talk to them not at them you mm. can't I was always a child you can't tell me because I said so or because I'm grown that doesn't mean anything to anybody like I even still now allow my kids to ask me why of course not if I say okay go wash the dishes and they're like well why no not that but if yeah. it's like mom can I go here or can I spend the night here no you can't and this is why I tell them why so that they have an understanding a lot of times I feel like us as parents we just throw our power and our weight around it's like because I said so and it's like Right. So what? Right. So, yeah. so so if you take that approach and they're anything like me, it's not gonna it's not gonna fare well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I hear you saying just having a respect aspect. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think the my encouragement is just knowing that, you know, you gotta pray for them, mm-hmm. um, meet them where they are because again, because of the decisions you're making to they're making today, that doesn't mean like their life is over. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Mm-mm. But mm-hmm. so let's end on this tissue. Because your your story is so widespread, mm-hmm. right? And now I know at least one of your your children's in college. Yes, right? yes. Mm-hmm. So those are different conversations, I'm sure. Totally different conversations, and nobody's had a baby except in oh, as a well, team. Give me some. Well, give me some. Listen, 
here, here, they graduated my, first, here, okay? Here's my selfish question to you for our viewers. Because you've been to a couple of our events, and we mm. now share the same, a uh-huh. lot of the same friend mm. group. Mm. What does doing this scared mean to you? No matter what happens, you just gotta pray about it and keep going. Mm. Like God didn't bring you this far to drop you off, and even if He changes His mind, and, and delay does not mean denied. But I also have come to grips with, you know what? I'm even okay when He says no. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Even okay when He says no. Well, I guess that's the best way. <laughs> the best way to leave it. No, I, I will say this, Tish. I am so, um, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. The first time I went to your office, I called Corey. Like, have you been here? You're like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> you, you the one late to the train, but um, just you are an encouragement because everybody does not have a pretty buttoned up story and and Corey has said all the time like if we all throw our problems in the power you'll pick yours back up Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing and not just what you're doing in business and how you're supporting people, but just your outlook. I don't think that I've, even when you, you know, you low key want a counselor session from me, I'm like, <laughs> I ain't your counselor, sis. But she always, is. Always <laughs> with a smile on your face. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, always with a smile on your face. And I know that you have really taken a lot of responsibility and put it on your back. But um, we just want to celebrate you for who yeah, you for are. Sure. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for being vulnerable and, and sharing your story because most people wouldn't. Yeah. Anytime. Right. Yeah, most people would. So then you can't grow. Yeah. The test is the testimony. Yes. Now, if they want to connect with you, right? Because Tish does classes. She mm-hmm. teaches people how to do what she does. She does all this stuff. You can get in a surgery or yep. you want <laughs> hydration. Drains removed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do they get in contact with you? Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Vanity Wellness and Body PLLC. Or you can call the office at 214-210-3299. Yay. There we go. All right, Eagles. Be good. We'll see y'all on the next one.